This is the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, that's nice. With guest host Ben Lyons. Flow like water, but I'm cold as ice. Yet there ain't nobody hotter. Thought I told you twice. Do you think the Knicks win in your lifetime? Absolutely not. <laughs> so Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Today's guests: college football writer for the Athletic, Andy Staples; five-time NBA All-Star and Bucks analyst, Marcus Johnson; plus musician, Action Bronson. And now, sitting in for Rich, here's Ben Lyons. Welcome everyone to the show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. This is the Rich Eisen Show on a Friday. We appreciate you making us part of your day. Lots going on in the world of sports. I had so much fun this entire week. Last week on the radio, this week on radio and TV, the Olympics are underway. See Sue Bird singing happy birthday to Kevin Durant, even though it's not his birthday. Follow JaVale McGee. Follow Olympian JaVale McGee for all his correspondent work over in Tokyo. Love seeing that this morning. But we've got some birthdays in the Rich Eisen studios this morning. Happy birthday, oh. you guys. TJ, Chris, happy birthday. How what's you up, what's up, Ryan? TJ, happy birthday, brother. What's happy birthday to you, my man. You guys, uh, you guys pick up a Giannis to celebrate? <laughs> I actually did pick up a Giannis. Well, yeah. I, did, I, I got a 60% Giannis. I went with a 30-piece at the Chick-fil-A this morning, and I did get the large... Uh, Sprite, lemonade, no ice. Let's you had go. a great tweet the other day championing for culture to embrace the Giannis. Yes. Right up there with the Arnold Palmer. Yes, I think it has a chance if people embrace it to be this generation's Arnold Palmer, the famous drink named after the legendary golfer of half lemonade, half iced tea. Let's call it the Giannis. Half Sprite, half lemonade, no ice. Let's go. Had a sip of the Giannis earlier. Uh, it was disgusting. <laughs> and it put me serious? in a horrible mood to start the show. No. I feel insane. I haven't had soda on my lips in years. Years. And no, uh, now I feel yet. crazy having one sip of the Giannis. <laughs> I feel like I could run through a wall. Maybe that's what he's on. Maybe they need to test Giannis for Sprite and lemonade. <laughs> that's a performance enhancer? Because I'm, I'm feeling wired right now. <laughs> Um, you really did not have a good reaction to yeah, it. Yeah, you, you were not into the Giannis. I'm well, surprised. No, I wasn't into the Giannis this morning. I thought it was really toxic. I'm not going <laughs> to lie. I, I don't understand. Well, I don't want you to drink the like the greatest basketball yeah. player on the world consumes this. Well, don't drink four Giannis's per day. Maybe like one a month. I mean, it was I'm a sure celebration, you, Ben Lines. You can throw in a, you can top it off with a little Greek liqueur, and maybe it hits a little different. But uh, the, everything the half hit Sprite, different. half lemonade. Not a fan. I would have rather had uh, uh, some of that PJ Tucker champagne this morning. Uh, PJ going going Ooh, hard man. yesterday at the parade. Good for him. MVP of the parade. I right. Ben, MVP hand, of the parade. Hands, hands down. Hands down. Hands and just down. think about PJ Tucker. He's 36. Ten years in the league. Had to play overseas to play his way into the league. Finishes the game with one point, but it doesn't matter. He he goes toe-to-toe with the toughest dudes in the NBA. Yes. He draws the toughest assignment every game. To go to from Kevin Durant to then going at Trey Young, and, th- and then in the finals going up against Chris Paul and Devin Booker. He's a dog, <laughs> he PJ a dog. Tucker. Yeah, he, his stat lines, you know, they're, they're not sexy. Uh, I think, like you said, he put up what one? Uh, he had no points. No in, points in the final. He had game, no right? points in game six. Six rebounds. He had three points in game uh, five. He had no points in game four. Like three points over the last three games. He's, he has to be an inspiration to young basketball players out there who <laughs> realize that they can't shoot it from forty feet like Steph and Dave. No, that they can't go. You know. 
15 of 20, like Devin Booker and Kevin Durant and be the main offensive focal point of their team. You say, you know what? Let me be the toughest kid in the gym. Every team needs a dog. Man. Every yeah. team needs a dog, and there's no there's no dog with more bite than P.J. Tucker at a parade with a bottle of Ace of Spades in his hand. Here's P.J. <laughs> at the parade yesterday in Milwaukee. You know, it's crazy. That's what everybody, like, when I came here, they're like, yo, you got to, like, show, like, you got to be the dog. And I'm like, we, man, we got dogs. Like, they just say, like, we... <laughs> Like, I got here, like, we, we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we going to be dogs. And our dogs is crazy. We got dogs, you hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. Phenomenal moment yesterday. All right, so many things jumped to mind when I Fantastic. watched that clip yesterday and, like, 14 other times since. Okay, number one, that's a $1,000 bottle of champagne that he has in his hand that's basically as big as the Larry O'Brien trophy. Two, TJ, we saw on Instagram, he's wearing quarter-million-dollar sneakers. <laughs> Diamond-encrusted, uh, off-white Air Jordan 1s, okay? And, and two, and three, can we get T-shirts that say... Milwaukee, we dogs. dogs. Milwaukee, yeah, dogs. Milwaukee Can dogs. Can we change like, the logo from Fear the Deer to a giant rabbit just dog? Milwaukee dog. Like, let's go. Like, that's a t-shirt. But can we make market. it a cute dog? Like a, like a long-haired wired dachshund or something? Can we make it like <laughs> some dachshunds? You ever see some cute wiener dogs rolling through? Everybody gets excited. Uh, no? Yes, but that doesn't really translate when I think of PJ like Tucker. A, right? a giant Pomeranian. <laughs> I mean, think of German growling. No, no, no. We got to go a boxer. It's far maybe. daintier than that. Yeah. Can we just go with like Paris Hilton's dog? Can we go with like a little, little dog in a purse? <laughs> Could you imagine seeing PJ Tucker like roll through the airport with one of those little like dog backpacks? <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Gucci dog backpack. It's like totally diamond out. Uh, do, you, do you think he workshopped that on the way to the parade? Uh, no, I know. I'm going to have a moment. I'm going with this dog thing. I, only do some, I got some cue cards with some bullet points. It just says dogs, dogs, dogs. Uh, that strikes me as uh, spontaneously fueled by champagne. PJ Tucker, a student of the Matt Walsh School of Improv. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Teaching, uh, I, teaching guys how to improv at parades. That was a great moment yesterday. Great and moment. Great not, parade. Uh, we also saw Mar uh, Marcus Johnson doing a J.R. Smith rolling down the, <laughs> the mean streets in Milwaukee with, a, uh, with his shirt off, which was really impressive for, for Marcus. Johnson, really who's going to join the show at 10 o'clock. Uh, some tells me he might still be on one, 10 o'clock here on the West Coast. Good chance. We got Action Bronson uh, a little bit later on in the show today. I'm really excited nice. to chat, chat with this dude. Have you been seeing him on Instagram? He's lost like hundreds of pounds. He's yeah, I saw him at a UFC it. fight or something. I was like, yo. UFC fighting, <laughs> training with CC Sabathia. He's just gone hard. He's a dolphin. He's boogie boarding. <laughs> I love Action Bronson. I don't know much about this guy. What is his... Uh... You know, he's from Queens. He was a chef at some of the great restaurants in okay. New York. He was a line cook, had a passion for food at a really high level, mm -hmm. and was also a musician and an artist and became an amazing rapper. Wow. Action Bronson is one of my favorite artists, and he has a real love of food and, and, and music. And, you know, he, he never wore a pair of Air Jordans, only Shaquille O'Neal's. Like, he's just a different. <laughs> he's different. And then he had a great food show on Vice that he's doing now on his YouTube. He's got a book. He's just an inspiring dude. Awesome. So we're going to have That's action cool. a little bit later on in the show. And then um, the big story, of course, today is not only P.J. Tucker's love of dogs, but 
It's the fact that Oklahoma and Texas might be destroying college football as we know it. Uh, talk about a, a, a shift in the balance of power. The idea that Texas and Oklahoma might leave the Big 12 and go be a part of the SEC. I think it's going to change things in college football forever. You know, I'm like, Rich, I went to the University of Michigan. I know about big boy football. I love my Saturdays in Ann Arbor. As a kid from New York City, I came out to Ann Arbor thinking, well, what is this town? What is this small, tiny place? And you go to the biggest football stadium in America on a Saturday versus Bowling Green, and there's 110,000 plus in there. It's the greatest. Yeah, it's awesome. There's so much to celebrate about college football. There's so much that's wrong with college football, and we all know that. I don't know if Texas and Oklahoma leaving the Big 12, however, solves those problems with college football. I don't want to just see the big schools compete against each other. As someone who lost to Appalachian State, yeah, right. I, I appreciate those moments and those opportunities. First of all, we forget that these, these student athletes are, are just that. They're, they're, they're students and they're kids. And so when they show up in September, they're not a well-oiled football machine. They're not, they're not competing at the highest level right out of the gate. I think it's important for programs to have some of those tune-up games as they head into conference play. And I don't know about you guys. I, maybe it's just because we can't knock off Ohio State, but I'm not as always consumed by the conversation in college football around who the national champion is. I think this is the tradition of playing your conference rivals each and every year is what makes college football special. I remember seeing Drew Brees play at Purdue. Yep. I remember seeing Antoine Randall L play in college. You know, I had a few years at John Navarre, so it's not like Michigan was lighting it up when I was there. But I always loved those days when you played Michigan State and you had friends come down from East Lansing or you had your, you know, your traditional rivals. You went up to Madison and played Wisconsin each year. I don't know how that's going to change if we just – shake it all up and have the north, south, east, and west and put 40 big schools together and, and have them pick out of a hat who they play each year. You want to have those traditional games, those rivalries. It's how friends and family connect uh, through different parts of the country. They come together. And I'm excited about what's going to happen next in college football. I just don't understand how Texas and, and Oklahoma essentially giving the Big 12 a Heisman pose is going to fix any of the problems with an already broken system. Yeah, it's a, it's a really interesting scenario that's going to take place here in college football over the next few years. Like these guys have TV deals that run through I think 2025. Uh, so I, they're not, it's not like they're going to jump to the SEC like this fall or next year even. Uh, you know, these teams make schedules 10 years down the line. I wonder if it's just as simple as breaking the country up into four sections. Well, that's good. We need you more division I mean? in this country. I no, think we I'm should just, really divide the country. <laughs> no, no, I just in terms of like, of unity. like conferences, like, like the NBA, you have like the whole West, which you, know, you can throw Pac-12, Mountain West, all those into one. And SEC obviously becomes one. The Midwest becomes one. And then, you know, then the kind of the East, which is, you know, the rest of the, the rest of the Northeast and just have, you know, pick eight teams from each team, the best eight teams and, Let's have a 32-team tournament. Let's go. Like, I don't know why it isn't that simple. Money is always the answer there, but uh, it's a big problem. And the Big 12 will be non-existent now if these two programs leave, and then the SEC just becomes the national champion every year is just the best team from the SEC maybe, and in Ohio State. Like, what are, what are we doing? Yeah, that's the big question I, I had uh, this morning around this story. And we're going to have Andy Staples coming on a little bit later to hopefully provide us some, some answers to this question. But what are we doing? 
what is the point of this? It is minor league football at this point. It is the yeah, biggest absolutely. money maker for these schools uh, at a time when colleges are hurting for, for finances. Um, it's, uh, you know, it's interesting to me, the college football coach is the highest paid state employee in pretty much every state. Um, it speaks to, like you said, that the, the issue here really is around money and how to allocate it best or how to make more of it. Um, I love college football. I get as into Saturdays as I do on Sunday. And, uh, I, you know, I, I understand that it has to change and I understand that there's problems to the system. Uh, I am looking forward, though, to those traditional conference matchups. And regardless of who's in power at the moment, let's not forget, like, Alabama wasn't always the best thing in college football. We're just so used to that right now. There's a long time. They were terrible. Just like another program. Yeah, the and 90s, they were awful. Yeah, yeah, they were terrible. Yeah. You know, and, and, and Nebraska was on top of the college football conversation, those Tom Osborne teams. But now they're not in, they're in the Big Ten now, but they haven't been a real force in the Big Ten since their arrival in that conference. So I understand that the powers change and the rivalries change, but but you want to have those traditional games. You I want as Michigan, I want to have Penn State on the schedule. I want to have Wisconsin on the schedule, uh, and, and I hope we don't lose any of that if we just separate the country into four quadrants. So we'll see what's going on in the world of college football, um, world of professional football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers got some more hardware. Oh, they got some, some dinner plates on their on their hands. <laughs> Tom Brady uh, getting his seventh Super Bowl ring. Even though he doesn't like those, he's just focused on the next one. The next one, man. And here's what I took away from that Tampa Bay celebration. That in an offseason featuring the news that he played the entire year with a torn MCL, that's a big flex. In an offseason that saw him and Giselle invest in some crypto business, and they're going to be the face of Digital currency, that's a big deal. Getting his seventh Super Bowl ring. Wow, Tom Brady. But wearing white pants as a large man and getting away <laughs> with it, that is tremendous. <laughs> I don't think any of the large men in this room could wear white pants in any occasion and have it be appropriate. I wear all black to all white parties. Like That's how opposed to the white pants I am. So. <laughs> the, the, white, the white pants at a, at a not all white party. It's not like he's at Michael Rubin's uh, beach house in the Hamptons, but this man is wearing Club Monaco white jeans. Phenomenal. Congrats to Tom Brady on hey, Super like Bowl. Like TJ said, you, he was seven. wearing three quarter boot, like this like checkered shirt. This ring, if you haven't seen it, it's the size of a small planet. Like it's one of Jupiter's moons <laughs> on these guys' fingers. It's enormous. Tom Brady walked into Tom Ford and said, I know I look like that mannequin. Can we just switch? And they just made him the mannequin, and he walked out of the store. He looks like a Tom Ford. They're going to broadcast the next Super Bowl with mannequin. that ring. It's a satellite I mean, it's, dish. It's a satellite it's dish. It's gigantic. It literally is. His next Super Bowl. Like when you're a kid in the 80s, and that one dude in your neighborhood had the giant dish, dish? in the front yard that got 8,000 channels. That's it. That's what's on yeah. the Bucks' fingers today. Yeah, these rings have gotten ridiculous, haven't they? I mean, I get, they're not I for mean, wearing. It's insane. And they're made by Jasons of Beverly Hills down here, a guy who I knew years ago. I would love to just pick his brain on the process. Like, how do you come up with that? Yeah, who was consulting? Did, like, Brady, Leonard Because the Fournette? details are so intricate, oh man. Gosh. Like Devin White posting that photo of the ring. You can tell Devin White's a football player because his index finger points <laughs> towards 3 o'clock. Yeah. <laughs> 
as opposed to 12 All million. of these guys have jacked up hands. I've it's never met crazy. an NFL player who can't show me something strange on their oh, body. Yeah. Look at my eyeball. It goes this way. Check out my hand. It goes totally <laughs> Well, to there's the right. like the, you know, the all-finger team. It's uh, it's Brian Baldinger. It's Tory Holt. It's Julian Edelman. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Ronnie Lott. Like, yeah. These guys just have like, just disjointed, disgusting hands. Every Look, offensive lineman. Yeah, b- yeah pretty much. All right, the show went to a great place here. <laughs> uh, our number Talking one, singers. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich with the birthday boys. We're celebrating Brockman and TJ Let's today. Go. They're going to town Woo. on some Giannis meals. Let's go. How many nuggets deep are you over there, Brockman? I, you know what? I, I got a 30 box. I'm about two-thirds of the way done this morning. <laughs> oh, it's going to be a fun show here today. I'm going to miss these guys uh, next week. We've got Andy Staples checking in. Uh, coming up next, talk all things college football, the balance of power in the SEC, what's happening. We're going to get some answers from Andy. Coming up next, senior writer for The Athletic, this is Ben Lines in for Rich, The Rich Eisen Show. Hey, folks, it's time for the NFL Draft, which means for me, I need a good night's sleep because if I don't have one, I'm just not myself. You know the deal. You know exactly how important it is to have quality sleep. It's a game changer for all of us. So Sleep Number helps me. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's setting is 70. We both get a great night's sleep because we could adjust the firmness of our mattress on each side. Improve your quality sleep because Sleep Number learns how you sleep thanks to their smart beds and provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs costs all in before you purchase. So all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Visit GameTime.co for restrictions. Again, create an account, redeem my code RICH for $20 off your first purchase. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Do you hear the Michigan footsteps or not? Do you hear us? I hear hear you. I hear you. What can you and I come up with where you you have to get in your car before pick any event? I won't do Indy 500. I won't do wearing something Michigan. Yes. You tell me what I do. I'll wear a Michigan hat. For, for driver intros just for you. Okay. That's, that's acceptable. I like it. Beyond acceptable. But I'm pretty confident that that's not going to happen. So now what are you going to do? You tell me. All I want is next time that we're on, you got to wear you got to wear something Ohio State. Not just Done. a little pin, a you hat. You send it something. to me. You send it to me and I'll wear whatever. All right. So what do you have for me here? What do you have? All right. So, well, first of all, we got a little hat for you. Michigan, but that, but Ohio that's, State hat. It's That's white. not going to be enough, though. So What do you mean? Well, hold on. So... So I had to, I reached out to my friends at the Ohio State University in the athletic department, and they sent you a proper, 
game jersey. I mean, you know, it's uh, not like something you can go buy off the shelf. This yes. is what they really wear. So wait a minute. Now, when we, you and I met the last time, it was an item. It's not items. Guys, do I? I'm not putting on both. Let's yes. take a vote. Who, who thinks he's put on both? You can't weasel out of this. Come on. Now, for the duration of this interview, too. For the duration, you have to wear it. Getting off easy. He was going to do 30 minutes in a Michigan hat. Here goes the jersey. Okay, here comes the jersey. This is amazing. This is, by the way, this is great. the best he's ever looked this right here. This is fantastic. Red looks so good on you. Oh, yeah. Tight fit. Oh, yeah. No, throw the lid on. Yeah, because it's a tight fit, so there's no holding call or anything like sort of that. <laughs> oh, my God. I, thank goodness yeah, many people consume it. this show on the radio. Oh, no, you're you can't see this. It. No, it looks oh, great. Stop taking pictures. <laughs> okay. Holy crap. That is wow. awesome. Look at that. So good. <laughs> Turn the music off. We didn't say there's music and a hat and a jersey. For the oh, oh, wait, Trish. Well, uh, Graham, thanks for coming on. That's all we have time for. <laughs> That's all we got time for. That would be enough, here. honestly. <laughs> jersey and a hat. This is so good. Were you trying to get Coach Harbaugh back on the show? He's, he's going to come back on okay, help, to help cleanse the palate. Got to make this house clean again, to use the poltergeist phrase. <laughs> Hi, Graham. How you been, man? I'm You're great. Good? I'm great. How Thank do I you. look to you right now? You look awesome, man. <laughs> I'm White impressed. Ohio State hat with that red, that awful red O, and then this. I'm impressed. I will say this, Rich, you're looking buff. Like you're yeah. kind of the jersey's making you look jacked. Well, you know, I've yeah, been, I've been working out. Yeah. I've been working out lately, and thank you. I appreciate that. Welcome back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich on a Friday. Uh, the TV. Audience was just uh, getting a chance to see Rich in a full Ohio State jersey and hat. Who is he on on the couch with? Uh, that's there? that's Graham Rahal, IndyCar racer, and diehard Ohio State fan. That made me watching that made me feel like I just had another sip of the half Sprite, half lemonade. Giannis, <laughs> we got like I two more to full ones here if you want. Oh, pour it, pour it in the garbage. That is just pour it down Delicious. the drain. Delicious. That is disgusting. That needs vodka. But if, a little if it fuels you to a 50-piece in the NBA Finals, then please pass it's the cup 9, over here. 9.20 in the morning. No vodka. No, not now, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's happy hour somewhere. Hey, we've got, uh, we've got Andy Staples joining the show. Covers college football for The Athletic because he's going to help us make sense of the news this week that the, the SEC might just destroy college football. Is that what's happening here, Andy? If, if uh, the Big 12 is no more with Texas and Oklahoma jumping ship? I mean, does that destroy college football? I think they they still continue playing it. It still appear on my television. So <laughs> I don't I don't know if it destroys it. It would definitely be a a little bit top heavier because um, you know I always laugh because everybody says, well, they're going to go to four 16 team super conferences. Listen, if the SEC adds Texas and Oklahoma, there's one super conference and one kind of super conference with the Big Ten. Nobody else has any claim on the word super after that. I do, you know, I do love the traditional rivalries that we get in college football, regardless if they have national championship implications. Do you think this move from Texas and Oklahoma that will not destroy college football, but destroy it as we know it, and will create something new from the rubble and the ash from the, that comes Wait, so, from this? So, like, 
destroying traditional rivalries like Texas and Texas A&M who haven't played since 2012, who now would play again? No, you're going to create new ones. So I was going to ask you with the sort of college football uh, as we know it being something of the past, what do you think the benefits are from uh, a possible, you know, rejuggering around of everything? And I, I also don't, don't know, know what juggering a- is. Well, that's not a word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 there's a lot of words that are getting sort of invented here because we've not seen something like this in a while. I mean, this happened 10 years ago. This is very similar to the way it happened 10 years ago, but this feels more extreme because back then there weren't mega brands moving. You know, the biggest brands that moved were Nebraska and Texas A&M. This is Texas and Oklahoma saying, we're not good with where we are. We would like to go over here because we think that's where the better future is. But it, it will be different and it will be more top heavy. The thing, the thing you would be concerned about if you're running college football, which, by the way, no one actually runs college football. It's, it's sort of a, a bunch of fiefdoms. Uh, it made all this money by going from being a regional sport to being a national sport. You add Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, the SEC suddenly has its own gravitational pull. It's its own planet, basically. And really, the Big Ten is the only other league that is is somewhat competitive there. And so you've now concentrated most of the interest in the sport in the South and the Midwest, which, let's be honest, those are the places where people were most interested in the sport before. But... It was better as a national proposition. It was probably more lucrative as a national proposition. The money's still going up, but the question is, is there a peak at some point? Because now, if you're on the West Coast, if you're in the Northeast, uh, if you're in the Upper Midwest, are you not as interested in, in the sport? Because it doesn't feel like there's anything for you. That's something. That's a, that's a 15, 20 years from now question. But if you're the SEC right now, and... and you know, when this happened and Texas and Oklahoma knocked on your door and said, uh, mind if we come in? You have to say yes. You have to take them. I mean, you'd be crazy not to. Andy Staples from The Athletic joins the show, college football senior writer and host of the Andy Staples Show podcast. What does this mean for traditional powers who haven't really seen themselves as a part of the national championship conversation in recent years schools like miami usc michigan tennessee i feel like you're you're subliminally you're you're subtweeting rich here (laughs) just throw what just throwing in uh what a little shot at usc or just like uh you know trying to get some michigan talk in there yeah i i don't know i i what does it mean for them It, it means basically the same you need to be better than alabama and and oklahoma and uh Ohio State and Clemson if you'd like to win the national title. I mean, that, that doesn't really change anything for them. The, the teams that are competing for the national title, it doesn't really matter what conference they're in. They, that's who they are, and you need to be better than them. So I think that, that's, that's what it means for them. Now, USC is a little bit different animal. Like uh, Miami's in the ACC. The ACC is pretty stable. You've got – you know, Clemson in there, you've got North Carolina, another big brand, not a huge football power, but they, so that league at the moment seems pretty stable. But like USC was not happy with the way the Pac-12 was being run. They have changed commissioners in the Pac-12, so maybe, maybe things have, have calmed down. But if you're USC, you're looking at this and suddenly feeling very isolated. If you're Oregon or Washington, you know, which is similar to USC, where good football programs on the West Coast with very passionate fan bases, more passionate than most of the other ones on the West Coast, you're looking at that and going, we feel very alone out here. So what do we do? 
And and I don't I don't know what the answer to that question is. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show, joined by Andy Staples from The Athletic. Um, you mentioned that there was a shakeup about 10 years ago, but 10 years ago in college football, we didn't have name, image, and likeness like we do today. Uh, we also didn't mm-hmm. have the transfer portal like we do today. How will those be impacted by uh, this move and, and change in the balance of power? Well, I just you probably will have leagues, you know, teams that are in the SEC and in the Big Ten, which, which have the, the biggest reach and will continue to have the biggest reach, they will have an advantage. They will have an advantage in terms of, you know, look, we have these big, passionate fan bases. They're going to be able to help you out. These businesses are going to want you promoting their products because look at all the people you can reach. Look how many fans we have. That's, I mean, that's real. But I don't know that that's really any different than, than 10 or 11 years ago. What's different is the players now have some basic economic rights and can take advantage of that. Do you think the uh, the, uh, you know, the changing of, of up of the current system uh, will lead to a deeper playoff structure? Are we going to have a 16-team playoff st- structure in the future, you think, for college football? We're going to have a 12-team playoff. They've already said it. They're, they're, they're working their way through the logistics of it now, but it, it's, it's going to be 12 teams, and uh, the top four ranked conference champs will get buys. Uh, the, the number five through nine seeds will host home games in the first round. And the reason they did it this way is because the, the thought was, okay, you can go to eight. But there were a lot of leagues that, that said, well, we don't want it to be just the best eight or whoever you know, some group of people thinks is the best eight. We want conference championships to matter. And the SEC looked at that and said, okay, fine. If you want to have automatic bids for conference champions, you can't make it where there are fewer at-large bids than there are now, because right now there's a four-team playoff, and there are four at-large bids, basically. And so the compromise was you go bigger to 12, and so there are now six at-larges and six spots guaranteed for conference champs. And that helps the Pac-12, which couldn't get into the playoff. That helps the Big 12, which struggled to get in the playoff. It helps those group of five leagues that never really had a real chance that at least one of them is going to get in now. But it really helps the SEC and the Big Ten where you could have two, three, four, shoot, maybe five with this new SEC of your teams getting in. Andy Staples joins the show from The Athletic, college football senior writer. Ben Lyons filling in for Rich on The Rich Eisen Show. As we look uh, with a look ahead to another college football season uh, on the horizon, just as someone who covers the sport, someone who has a passion for the game, where do you like to spend your Saturdays? You could pick any stadium, any school, any campus to, uh, to spend a Saturday afternoon in the fall on. Well, the, the best tailgating on the planet is LSU. Uh, and, and I know you probably love your school or you're some NFL fan who thinks, who, who thinks you guys know how to tailgate. You're wrong. Go to an LSU game. They will teach you everything you need to know about cooking an alligator over an open flame or <laughs> making gumbo for 100 in a pot that is – you know, being powered by your, your RV. Uh, th- there's one guy who has this RV set up where they, they it's almost like a, a fancy food truck where they, they bring the bar down. And it's like a 20-foot bar. And he's got a daiquiri machine that's been working since 1976 and, and still works today. And th- these people are, are just miraculous. And then you get into the stadium, and it's loud, and it's just incredible. So that, that's the best atmosphere for a football game. 
that you'll ever find. But I, I'm <laughs> I'm old though. I'm I'm getting to the point where I would almost rather be at my house and and see if I can borrow some TVs from some neighbors and get five TVs going and and just watch everything because uh, that's that's a good Saturday for me where I could just go from from noon Eastern to whenever the Hawaii game ends and and pass out. Got a couple names for us here in July that we should keep tabs on for Heisman Watch. Sam Howell at North Carolina, the quarterback, is is a really interesting one. This is this is a guy who may be the the first QB off the board in the draft next year. And, you know, it's weird because when he was coming out of high school, we probably wouldn't have looked at him as a potential first-round draft pick quarterback just because of measurables and all that. But now that we've seen Baker Mayfield and Kyler Murray and those guys, you know, you, you don't have to be the, the 6'5 gunslinger to, to get that spot. And Sam Howell is really great at operating an up-tempo offense. He's got a very good arm. So that, that's one I'd watch. I think he's going to put up very big numbers. Bryce Young, the new starting quarterback at, uh, at Alabama, uh, very interested to see what he does because you know, they lost quite a bit in terms of firepower, but they're Alabama. They've always got the best recruits. So he, he'll, have some, he'll have guys to throw to, but you know, what, what will he look like? What will they look like? And then the guy replacing Trevor Lawrence at Clemson, DJ Uwe Ungalale. Uh, he was really good in the two games he started last year, but – can he keep it up? Can he keep them, you know, at a national title caliber level? You know, the coach of my football team says he attacks every day with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind. When asked if he eats vitamins, he says, yes, I have a steak every single day. So this is a man who makes khaki pants look good. I love the Michigan Wolverines. Get me excited for Jim Harbaugh in the upcoming season. Do I have to try? <laughs> I'm a little worried, to be honest. I mean, you think about it. Jim Harbaugh took a, a pay cut that cut his salary in half. Basically, Michigan couldn't find someone that was a slam dunk replacement, so they, they cut a deal with Harbaugh to make it where it wasn't going to cost them any more money if they fired him after this season or if they fired him after last season. So this is basically last ditch. Will this work? They've changed their staff around. Uh, I'm curious to see what he does at quarterback because they've got Kate McNamara there. You'd think he, he's the, the guy to come in, but then they've got a – They've got a true freshman uh, named J.J. McCarthy, who's a big-time recruit. Uh, will he get a shot? Uh, they have a, a transfer from, from Texas Tech named Alan Bowman, who actually played for Cliff Kingsbury at Texas Tech. That's how old he is. Uh, who Cliff Kingsbury loved, but has had some injury issues. And so I, I'm very curious to see who Jim Harbaugh picks to run that offense. And are they any different than they were last year? Because if they're anything like they were last year, this will be Jim Harbaugh's last year. Listen, you're talking to a guy who was promised Drew Henson and got four years of John Navarre, so I'm very excited to see who they have at quarterback uh, as well. Andy, I appreciate you taking some time, man. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Andy Staples joining the show. Not fired up for the Maize and Blue. Ugh, going to be a tough one for Coach out there. I think they have the best one-two punch in, in college sports for Coach when it comes to basketball and football. You have Jim Harbaugh and Juwan Howard. Well, two sons of the program. It. I think it's great. I don't understand why. The, I understand. <sighs> Such a mess with Jim Harbaugh in Michigan. I know. (laughs) I don't understand the frustration with Coach because who else are you going to get? Let him be there for 30 years. He's had a down run right here against Ohio State. Fine. Urban Meyer's the worst. He's gone. Get him out of here. Let let him stay there if he wants to be there. Who are you going to get that's better? Who are you going to get that's going to get more people fired up 
than a guy who eats a vitamin every day called a steak. I love Coach. <laughs> I'm, I'm such a fan, so I hope he works it out. Um, all right, more show coming up uh, next. We got Marcus Johnson coming up in a little bit. Marcus had his shirt off like J.R. Smith at the parade. <laughs> it's amazing. This man dunks on his birthday every year. He's in his 60s, 60s. now. Uh, of course, popped up in, in White Man Can't Jump back in the day. Raymond. It was a great cameo, great little moment there in that film. Marcus is awesome. His son is the king of NBA Twitter now. Right. <laughs> great follow, Josiah Johnson, at King Josiah 54 So we'll talk with Marcus coming up in a little bit. And then Action Bronson. Oh. Uh, Action Bronson, who I love, he'll be on the show a little bit later on as well. It's Ben Lines in for Rich. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Afford Anything talks about how to avoid common pitfalls, how to refine your mental models, and how to think about how to think. Paula, while certainly you can mess up on a million dollars a year, it is far less likely than it is on $30,000 a year. Right. I would meet wonderful people that were struggling with a budget that was super tight. It was 100%. You need to make more money. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen. Lawndale High School in Lawndale, California, getting ready for the annual 40-yard dash of the Combine Run Rich Run. I am standing by with Dom, Brendan, Michael, and Brian, Michael Johnson performance, and one of us has won a gold medal at the Olympics. I'll be this man, Michael Johnson. Good to see you. Good to see you, Rich. It was a few gold medals, four. Oh, pardon, my yeah. bad. Yeah, I shorted you three. <laughs> my bad. So what we're going to do now is going to look at your start. I want you to get in your start stance, what you feel most okay. comfortable with. Right. We're going we're gonna to film it so we can analyze it. Start here and then take one step, take one that, and then like that. Okay. All right, come on up. Good, okay. The angle of your shin dictates where you're going to go. Right. If that shin angle, you come back here. It's pointing up. And that's where you're going to go. Stumbled. Nice and relaxed and clean, efficient. Good, good, good. You want to be nice and relaxed, arms going up and down in a nice, clean, and efficient motion. Not tensing up here. If you tense here, that tends to come down into the shoulders, and now I'm running robotic. Big push, good. Anybody want to time it? Let's Will, time you it. want to time it? Let's time it. Let's time yeah, it. I'm yeah. good. All right, that's Michael Johnson timing my 40. No pressure. No pressure. Smooth, clean, all the way through. Smooth, clean, all the way through. Uh, 613. 613. 613. <laughs> my work is done. I'm, You're I'm done? Just, I'm dropping the mic. <laughs> that's my job. Dropping the mic? Nice Michael job. Johnson. That's nice job. Okay. I feel good. Feel still good? winded. You got, any, got anything left? Like in the tank? Yeah. For what? We can get a race. With you? Yeah. All right. Yeah. See how you perform under pressure. All right. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. 
Go. Come on, really? <laughs> <laughs> I am officially right, well, a retired a faster BA. from Come competitive on. racing with Michael Johnson. I picked it up. I understand the concept. I'm coachable. You put in a lot of work today. Okay. That goes to waste if you go and the lights come on and then it's, I gotta run fast. Then you gotta focus on the technique. And then rely on what beats inside, right? There you go. Part of it. And, and yes. you're doing it for a good cause. That's right. Right? For St. Jude Children's there you Research go. Hospital. There you go. Thanks, Michael. All right, thank you, man. No, good you work guys. today. Michael work. Johnson performance, right here. Welcome, everyone, back to the Rich Eisen Show. Ben Lyons in for Rich. Happy birthday to TJ. Happy uh, birthday, man. Thank you, brother. Celebrating with the best smell in the world. Which is? Pear oh, Fresh Air Jones. Oh, yeah, Chick-fil-A. Yeah, I had to. I mean, I, Chick-fil-A and I, yeah, yeah, I broke out a brand new fresh unboxed pair of, uh, we got threes right there. You know, I don't even know which way to turn it. Some you people know. might have Chick-fil-A as their last meal. I would have a pair of air, Fresh Air Jordans as my last smell. Just the last smell, just a... Right before I say goodbye to this lifetime, just <laughs> that, that that new that new One shoe smell. smell. Oh, these are clean too. Which, bro. Let me tell which you. Which Jays are you being buried in? <laughs> uh, probably the fours. Fours. Yeah, I like the fours. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. What well, I'm also, you know, I know people like to go the single digits ones. I also have a special place in my heart for the numbers that no one has any emotional connection to. So right. yes, bury me in my twenty eights. A big thirty one guy. <laughs> You ever seen the 19s? I think Jeff Bezos wore them to space the other day. I like those. By the way, the 28s with, are those like moon socks that yeah. like Russell Westbrook wore. I once got to, I got to host the launch of the 30th uh, edition, uh, the 30s, at the Chicago Planetarium with Tinker Hatfield once. That was oh, that had to be wow. Dope. That, that sounds amazing. What was yeah. that like? I mean, they just blasted the image on top of the, the dome there, and you felt like you were in space. And Tinker, you know, Tinker did a lot of work with uh, Tim Burton on Beetlejuice and on Batman. Really? Uh, with designing Batman's boots for the Michael Keaton shoot. Wow. Uh, suit. And, uh, you know, has some has a relationship with Tim Burton. So Tink, Tinker Hatfield, obviously, one of the, the, the great artists and designers of our time. And he's, I think he designed the ones on your, on your feet for your birthday. I'm pretty sure. And then Brockman's over here celebrating a birthday, rocking the, uh, I feel like you got the Tom Ford out, outlet out, outfit. <laughs> like you have Tom Ford on. It's like the Tom Brady outlet outfit. That's a Tom Ford polo, but it might have, you know, a stain on the inside. I will say this is actually yeah, Travis Matthew. You got the pastel going on. I got Travis Matthew. I have uh, Vineyard Vine shorts. And then I have some Jordan trainers. Yeah, on. you're just ready for a boat parade down I in Tampa. Am, I'm here's, ready for a boat parade. Here's what you missed, Ben. Last year, every, well, after every Patriot win, especially in the beginning when they were doing well. Brockman would duplicate as best as he could Cam Newton's pregame outfit, and he would wear it to the show. Then we still day. have some stuff. Left so that was, there. A, that was my, my wife fun. and I uh, uh, always marvel at the fact that Cam Newton apparently buys his hats where she buys hers. Oh yeah, yeah. These Nick Fouquet just like it's giant a place down saucers. here in Venice. Yeah, yeah Nick Fouquet hats. Uh, Mariah and Cam Newton. Yeah. Have, a, have an affinity in their heart <laughs> for those, uh, as well as Carmelo Anthony, who was once yeah. quoted on a conference call saying, I have a real passion for hats. <laughs> awesome. Carmelo Anthony is a legend. Um, and Del Tufo, you doing all right over there? Yeah, I'm Hanging fine. tough? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? I'm back in my condo. Mike, what are you up fine. to this weekend? 
Well, you know, Mike's been out kicked out of his crib for I know, the last couple days. Yeah, he's been, been like been Noah on 90210, <laughs> yeah. mysteriously sleeping on the boat. Yeah, I've been on the boat for four days. Wow, I'm ready reference. to go home. I'm kind of over the boat living. Hey, uh, no, 1984, the Olympics happened right here in Los Angeles. Yes. Carl Lewis became a star, of course. Michael Jordan won his first gold medal. I just wanted to point out a great sporting event that happened in the mid-80s for Mike Del Tufo. <laughs> just wanted to point yes, that the out. The Olympics were not a big sporting event. Who waited Wait, for? What? What are you talking about? It's not. It's, not. it's literally they the biggest, sporting event, the biggest sporting event in every the world. Four in years, fact, every the two Olympics might begin tonight. They're live from no, Tokyo. I'm joking. The Olympics on are NBC. '84 was big. My one of my good friends directed the opening ceremonies for '84. It was fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> That's what made it big. The guys in the truck. <laughs> no, the Olympics are huge. I'm joking. I, I love Team USA singing happy birthday to Kevin Durant. That's already my favorite Olympic <laughs> if moment If you haven't so far. seen this, I just retweeted it. Uh, it's from JaVale McGee, now an Olympian on the men's basketball team. I thought he was his... working for NBC. He's playing for the basketball team? Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> they didn't it's give all... JaVale McGee a, a press pass for Peacock? <laughs> he might have of one of those as well. I he thought better. he was a correspondent along with Salema Masakela. I thought he was over there. He did a great shot. job He's of reporting from the bubble last year. Did you not out. want to watch JaVale McGee cover team handball or yes. table tennis? 100%. Maybe he might pull double duty while he's 100%. So if you go to JaVale's Instagram story, Team USA all in the tunnel before taking the walkout around. Not just the basketball team. No, no the, everybody. All of Team USA. Cyclists. Yeah. Rock climbers. And they sing happy birthday spontaneously to Kevin Durant. It should be noted, Kevin Durant's birthday is September <laughs> 29th. So all the other Olympians are like, well, it's his birthday. They tell them all, and they're like, come I'd on. I'd be willing to bet there's some power lifter who has no idea who Kevin Durant is. Just like, oh, cool, oh, it's yeah. his birthday. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Durant's just standing there like, what is going on? Durant is so angry. That's JaVale McGee's go-to move when he's out with <laughs> his friends. That's just tremendous. Yeah. I mean, he's taking the the Benny Hanna birthday Polaroid and banana float to like a whole nother level. Absolutely. Oh, that's for what the free that's free dessert, man. Yeah, exactly. Free Sunday. It's free dessert. I wonder how he got that started. Do you think he went to Bam Adebayo and he went to Brianna Stewart oh, and, he, yeah. and he went over to some of the cyclists and he said, "All right, guys, in the count of three, we're all going to sing Happy Birthday to Kevin and Durant." You know that spread like this around the group. The yeah. wildfire here, so, we're singing Happy Birthday Brock, to Katie. It's it's Katie. Katie. Brock, it's and then they're just like, "It's Katie's it's birthday? birthday." Oh my gosh, exactly. that's amazing! Oh, Damian Lillard with an American flag wrapped around his head like a Ninja Turtle is like, "Happy Birthday!" <laughs> and so Durant great. is so mad; he is he's not like, having like, any of this. He's just like looking at them. <laughs> Like in like, disgust. he's like you mother bleeper. Like, what are you doing? It's right great. Now? I love the Ralph outfits. They're all they're all rocking. I love those polos, yeah. looking jackets. sharp. Oh and, and you got gosh. Sue Bird carrying the flag. Tremendous, yeah. tremendous, cool. tremendous. I'm so excited for Team USA, the women's uh, basketball team. To, like, just a team of legends. Diana, Sue, Brianna, Asia. So many people. Like they, a lot of the first name club. That we were talking about. Tarasi's like front and center singing "Happy Birthday" in, in this video. <laughs> I can't watch this. I can't watch more of this and PJ Tucker parade videos. Yesterday, I cannot get enough. Kindred spirits, those two, PJ Tucker and Kevin Durant. Uh, you know, Brooklyn great friends off the court. PJ Tucker, <laughs> great friends off the court, competitors on the court. PJ Tucker with a uh, a love for dogs. This was PJ <laughs> at the parade in Milwaukee yesterday. Milwaukee, <laughs> one of the great championship parade moments. Right up there with Madsen dancing. Oh, Madsen dancing! Oh, it's crazy. That's where everybody like. When I came here, they're like, "Yo, you gotta like, 
showed like you gotta be the dog, and I'm like, we, man, we got dogs. Like they just ain't like, <laughs> like I got here. Like we we already got dogs. They just don't know how to be dogs, and we gonna be dogs. And our dogs is crazy. We got dogs. You hear me? Milwaukee, we dogs. Like Milwaukee, we dogs. You know how we've got like the Hollywood sign out here. We need to put that in gigantic twenty-eight foot white letters. Welcome in Milwaukee. to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. We, we got dogs. dogs. Yeah, we dogs. Like, like, let's go. We were talking about the uh, the t-shirts that need to be made with the Milwaukee Bucks logo transformed into a dog, <laughs> and somebody beat us to it. Available now on Breaking Tea. Uh, <laughs> at Mitch Dorf tweeted me, "These guys beat you to it," and it's a dog on a t-shirt in Milwaukee font. Congrats. That's incredible. Great he job. He also said that they are dogs, but they just don't know how to be dogs. Are there, are there any other animals that exist as what they are, but don't know that they are that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The Action Bronson, who's, uh, who's got a, uh, an album uh, out about dolphins. You think he th- thinks that dolphins need to understand how to truly be dolphins? <laughs> no, I see them all the time in the water. They know they know they know they're dolphins. They know they're dolphins. They actually know they're dolphins. Only for dolphins, the album <laughs> from Action Bronson. Like, does a giraffe know how long its neck is? Like, is that a thing? Yeah, like, not, if I, right? like not realize. Yeah, it, that's a good. It's got a duck. If it's like something's low, I think little chihuahuas like, often no. think that they're tough. No, they definitely think. And they're big dogs. They think they're big dogs. That's Dante DiVincenzo for the Bucks. (laughs) He thinks he's super tough, but he's just a chihuahua. Has he slept yet this week? Probably not. No. 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 Just an incredible scene out in Milwaukee. We got Marcus Johnson coming up in a little bit. He took his shirt off at the parade like J.R. Smith. Parades, rings, champagne celebrations. We saw all of it uh, in the last 48 hours. You also have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers getting their... Uh, is it dishware from Williams and Sonoma? They have an entire uh, cocktail like uh, menu on their on their hand right there. A cocktail set. I this mean, is ring is incredible. So the, Tom Brady tweeted out the video, I guess, that the Bucks made. Okay, so underneath all the gold and the diamonds and and the two trophies on top, underneath that is like a gold replica of Raymond James Stadium, and then they put the lid on, and the lid is like the top of the ring. This, it's unbelievable, Mike. 319 diamonds. Oh, my God. Oh, because that was the score, 31-9. Now, yeah. I actually like that because that's my birthday, so I think I should be getting one of those rings. Oh, wow. 319. If you were a player, would you keep it? Would you auction it off? No, would you, you sell it? Would you that. do the Meta World piece? You got to uh, keep what, it. What do you do with your ring? Do you wear it when you go to pick up a Giannis at Chick-fil-A? <laughs> you don't ever wear these things except to go to the next ring ceremony. So like Brady kind of famously only wears his to go out to these types of things. No, so like I, don't, I don't agree with that approach. Gronk had his three uh, Patriots ones and then got the fourth one. No, because when you, they always talk about, Oh, they wear it at team functions or they right. wear it in an event. Well, if you're at an event that's honoring you for what you did on the football field, everyone knows you did that on the football field. So wearing an entire kitchen cabinet on your hand <laughs> is not is not the move. I think wearing it in everyday life would be the Just thing. casually in everyday casually life. Wearing, pulling I'm, up to the coffee bean at drive-in and say, I'll get a mocha latte and having the... The giant ring on the steering wheel. Like you're wheel. going to the bank. Like, hold on, let me sign for that bump. And then so like, the top of the ring comes off, and the stadium's and inside. And the stadium's inside. Yeah. Which is so cool. That's I mean, insane. that's pretty badass. 
Is it like the kind of cruel intentions thing of opening up the necklace and there's stuff in No, it's not that. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not the Tampa Bay Rams. I think no. what I would do... Does it have all the historical landmarks that are associated with, with Tampa? Tampa? Oh, I got to <laughs> Etched into the ring. That is so cool. Look at that. That's insane. So instead of the stadium inside, it's Mons Venus? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> they have like a, the, the stadium's like inside part. the ring. Do they have a giant trough urinal? <laughs> <laughs> Here's what I would do. Not that a big so not cool. a big ring guy, but I would wear a giant necklace. So you take the top off, turn it into a pendant, and then you have a huge gold chain. You're with a big your necklace guy, Brockman. Big, big, yeah, big chain guy. Big, big chain, chain necklace guy. guy. Flavor Did you Brockman. ever go through a chain Flavor phase? Brockman. I feel like there were some puka shells in your life. <laughs> I did have the hemp one year. One, no, you didn't. One summer. Oh, God. Picture, like Brock, picture Brockman like on, on his 18th birthday. Oh my god! Exactly, 98. Tw- yeah, and uh, and he's at a Dave show, <laughs> wearing Tevas in a puka shell. <laughs> I hated Dave that, Matthews so much so back I, then. Oh, Loving oh. Drew Bledsoe, think, oh. calling him future Hall of Fame face like they did in the McDonald's commercial. Oh. Remember that? I have a Drew oh. Bledsoe autographed rookie card. I was so excited because he was going to take us. To the promised land. And he would have taken me to the promised land on that thing I have with all of my quarterbacks. The and, and too, too bad. But it I was, should have Brady. It was, it was Tom Brady instead. Oh. Yesterday, I, uh, I go for a power lunch after the show with TJ. Celebrate his birthday early. <laughs> and I learned <laughs> a lot about TJ. Adam joined us as well. Adam, who I thought was 25, uh, looks 45, but is really 35. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great way of it's a great way of playing. And I thought he was 25. TJ. <laughs> TJ, TJ, a little bit of a foodie. I mean, we're going to have Action Bronson on, who's got his great food show and, and is synonymous with, with high, um, you know, high-level cuisine. But, you know, we picked out a, a spot here on the west side of uh, Los Angeles, just about a seven iron from the Rich Eisen Studios. <laughs> and this is a place that's known for its uh, fresh produce. We're here in Southern California, uh, farm to table. I'm not up to the T.J. Jefferson standard. You know, look at the menu. Yeah, meet him in the parking lot. He said, you know, I, I got to be honest. Uh, I'm not sure the, the produce is fresh enough here for my palate. I'm not up to T.J. standard. T.J. does not take me to be a produce. I was like, whoa, okay. I respect it, T.J. T.J. over here, uh, the next Anthony Bourdain. I'm like, wow, this guy, he's just I mean, on it. He's just got the, 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 the taste for the high level of food. So we go to a, was, another spot. That spot's closed now, so I'm like, all right, wow, TJ, lunch with TJ is like a thing now, you know? I mean, and then, then we do find a spot, and this is up to TJ's standards, because again, he, he's, he's got a great palate. Uh, so for TJ's birthday yesterday, we, uh, we shared a pepperoni pizza and had some boneless wings. <laughs> I mean, well, how that's how I do it, man. That's how I am very simple. I'm a simple man, Jenny. Yes, only the best for TJ Jefferson. Shout out to birthday. Rocco's in Culver City, man. You don't love I mean. that <laughs> Marcus Johnson checks it next. It's Ben Lyons in for Rich on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't go anywhere. Happy birthday, TJ. Fantastic. Hey, when it comes to fresh produce, TJ only cares about one thing that's good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare you? Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, is he on a keto diet? I mean, is, he, is, is he just looking for the best chia seeds in Los Angeles? Different types of This man has not had milk from a nipple in like 20 years. <laughs> it's just, forget cashew milk, oat milk. Almond milk. No, Almond. no, we're going deep Hawaiian macadamia milk. This guy is. It's got to be right out of the Only the best. Nothing but the finest breast milk. Oh, yeah. Is this, uh, oh, macadamia milk? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, really? You get the oh, macadamia yeah. milk lattes for about as much as your per diem. I was just going to say, yeah. I was just going to say, yeah. 
I'm an I'm an almond cashew guy. That's fancy. I, I don't I don't drink cow's milk. Taking anymore. this uh, TB12 thing a little too seriously. <laughs> <laughs> Brock, I, here's what we got to do though in the fall. No joke. Me and Brock, we got to do that for a week. The oh, TB12. The TB12. We got to do it. Like we'll wither away and die. Is that no, a long, that's not a problem is that a long with me. time? Is that like a no, week? I think if we did no, it for a month, we have a to month. eat healthy for a week. If I don't I know if we can do it, guys. Oh my god, a month. All right, we do it for a month. But we got to find How do the we, Don't Brady teams usually kind of hit a wall in October? The Bucks last year were 7 and 5 after week 12. Yes, because you know, they're always on kind of, their bandwagon. They're tinkering have, with stuff. I have a proposal for that. Um, we think the Bucks are going to win the Super Bowl again. We've already, right? We know that. Okay. Yeah. So, what are the chances that they maybe go undefeated? How about we do it until the Bucks lose? Oh, wow. So, we I start like week that. one and we do it until they lose. I like that, and this and this is the whole TB12 method. This yeah, is, oh, we've seen that. We've actually seen the avocados, the workout, the workout. No, it's a gallon. It's, it's, a, it's a gallon of water. It's the designer the glasses. Ties. It's uh, Botox injections. It's, no, uh, no, 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 no. We're not doing that stuff. Steel plates in your face to have the best cheekbones. <laughs> Hair white, replacement. White pants. Yeah, you guys are to come in looking like I can wear mannequins. <laughs> He Robot. does look humble. It's, it's like amazing. Sick. It's sick how good he looks. I mean, it's amazing. He we, just looks like water. Uh, he's so handsome. Water just is pure, I mean, think delicious. it's like Giselle and him walk into amazing. the average place. <laughs> who's the like? Who's better looking than them? Like, they both walk who's in. Who's better looking, Brady or Giselle? That's true. That's a great <laughs> question. <laughs> After I saw him pull up the white pants in July, I was like, oh, I'm going to go TB12 on that one. <laughs> yeah, <come> Phenomenal. On. <laughs> More Rich Eisen show here on Peacock coming up next. Marcus Johnson calls the show. <laughs> <laughs> 